This podcast is brought to you by GG Poker. GG Poker won huge tournaments and hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament. As the world's biggest online poker room, GG Poker are making poker fun again. GG Poker offers exciting game formats and software features that aren't available anywhere else. So why play anywhere else? Plus, if you're new to GG Poker, get £60 free play when you make your first deposit of £10 or more. Players must be 18 plus. Full terms and conditions apply. Please see ggpoker.co.uk for details. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Celtic State of Mind, and I'm sorry for any slight delay in myself and Ian coming on live. Technical issues, Ian. This is what happens when you try and set up a stream between Dalkeith, New Zealand and Hungary. But that shows you the intercontinental aspect of Celtic Football Club. How are you, my friend? I'm good, how are you? Good to be here again. Very good. I'm very good. It's always an absolute pleasure. And today we were visited in the studio by... Uh, young Jamie Tierney, who came along with his mum and dad, and they were picking up some items that have been very generously given to us and donated by Celtic fans for a big uh, fundraising ball, which is going to be taking place in October. So it was great to see the wee fella, um, and obviously the amount of work that people are doing and getting stuff from all over the world to a Celtic state of mind is much appreciated by the family. I can tell you that firsthand. Now, Kevin McCluskey is going to be joining us. This is Motherwell versus Celtic. This is the pre-match bulletin, and hopefully we're going to be listening to Kevin loud and clear. Kevin McCluskey. We're getting a wee echo from you, mate, unfortunately. We'll come back to Kev. We'll come back to Kev. We want to make sure there's no echoes in the house um, because it's not an echo chamber, Ian. That's what this is all about, isn't it? There's, there can be no echo chamber on a Celtic state of mind. Yes, not at all, not at all. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, the, the 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 team news today, um, I thought I see Scales and Lagabielka have um, retained their, their starting spot. I thought Nat Phillips might have got a, sh- got a shout, um, considering Lagabielka, I, I believe he's, 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 uh, he's, he can't play against Lazio. During the week, yeah. is that right? Yes, yeah. so I thought I thought 
I thought that thought it's better what I shout this morning. Sorry, this afternoon. Um so that's that was a surprise. Um but the good news is obviously the the, the, the contract signing from Rio and um incredible. And and from the from the main man, you know, um, Mr. O'Reilly. So really happy about that. Um yeah, and he is the um, main man, Ian. He is the main uh, man because I think when uh, Brennan Rodgers inherited a squad that had been very, very successful, it would be easy to think that uh, some of these players that that he had and that Brennan Rodgers inherited would be disposable. But I remember saying last season and coming into this season, this is a player, and I think Hatati is a player, that and Carter yeah. Vickers would be another one that we can't afford. No matter what the bid is, we cannot afford. They're, these are key to Celtic yeah. success now. I know that Jota was key to it. I know the partnership that uh, Staffelt had with Carter Vickers was key to the success, Ian. But I, I just think, and you know, I was I was really happy to hear Brennan saying something similar that he said to the board, "We can't lose another." Uh, and yeah. he, he's obviously fought the corner to try and keep O'Reilly at the club. It's a massive statement, I think. I agree. There has to be there has to be certain individuals who are untouchables if we're if we're really serious about building for the future. Right, and I, you know, I mentioned last time in, in, in my uh, the last one we did was a bit. I said it was a bit more money ball than I'd like. I sort of like to think um, we have to. We really have to retain these key players, and the, the players you just said there are absolutely fundamental to that. Um, you know, I, so um, who knows? And who's going to part of Carter Vickers um, longer term? You would you would think it would be Nowoski. Um, but now that Liam Scales. It's come to the fore. I'd like to see him giving a shout. You know, if, I don't know how long Nowoski's out for. Lagabiel again. It could be. It could be him as well. You know. But, um, yeah, I think that 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 that, that, that the, those key positions have to stay 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 the same. You know, and that, that's going to be the team. It's actually like hopefully the backbone, the backbone of your side, Ian, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, I still have a. I still kind of. I can't really work out um, the, the sort of. Uh, Kyogo were playing this more deep lion role as well, you know. It was, I mean, it was last season. It was beyond beyond doubt, you know, how how effective a player he was, and the, probably the most the most um, um, crucial player since Larson in terms of his goals, you know, and and and, and guile and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but I, I don't know. I, I said to you in a message earlier on, you know, whisper it, but I'm falling back in love with with Brendan again, the Broge, you know. <laughs> um, Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm. I'm all in. I'm all in. Ian. I'm going to try and bring Kev back into the equation. Kevin McCluskey, are you back with us? Are you speaking like a Dalek, or is it back to the normal Kevin McCluskey? How are you doing? Is a Dalek not my normal sound oh, anyway? There we go. There he is. I'm <laughs> just saying, Kevin. Before you, you came in, Ian and I obviously got started there. Uh, this is what happens when you try to do a stream between Dalkeith, Hungary and New Zealand, uh, but it shows you the appeal of, of Celtic that we're able to do that from three parts of the world. We're all going to be tuning into the same same game, or are we? Uh, because obviously it's not being televised. So we'll find a way, we will find a way to watch it. But Ian, Ian started off by bringing up the, the great up. news that Matt O'Reilly has been named as the latest uh, pivotal member of the, the, the squad to have signed and, and committed to the future, signed a long-term deal. I, I've been delighted with all of them, all in different ways. You know, we've got McGregor early in. We've got guys like Welsh and Ralston, which I think underlines the homegrown rule in a big, big way. We've got Hugo and we've got Maeda. And it's been an incredible summer. Um, maybe the recruitment's been questioned, but you can't question what they've done behind the scenes with the core group. No, it's one of the things that we've spoken about quite a lot is the the recruitment. And I think we've all got our 
doubts over how good it's been this summer. But one of the things that you forget as well is that in terms of squad building, you want to maintain the squad that you've got and you want to maintain the core players that you've got. And, and I think Ian mentioned while I was off and coming back in, there's something about O'Reilly being like the star man of the team. And right now he is. He is that player that you just can't afford to get rid of or, or to lose rather than get rid of. Um, I'm absolutely beaming and delighted that we've got him in the long-term contract, more so than I am with Rio. And I didn't think that would be possible when that news came out yesterday. You know, we're absolutely delighted to see that one. Closing mm-hmm. the laptop at back of five at night and then jumping on Twitter, the first thing I see is Atati signed a five-year contract. You're like, amazing. Going into the weekend, into the big game. Can't get much better build up than that. Somehow we topped it with Matt O'Reilly. And it's great. It's exactly what we should be doing. Um, I'd actually forgotten about Welsh and Ralston signing the long-term deals as well. Because you've got those two. You've now got McGregor, Hitati, Maeda, Kyogo. It is the core of a team. Yes. Um, a few of them, I think, will stay the, the term of their contract. Others won't. But the beauty in signing them up to the long-term deal is that we're not going to get ripped off when it comes to selling them. You know, if we ended up selling three of those players in the next 18 to 24 months, that's three 15 to 20, 25 million pound players that are leaving the building. That's massive money for us to then reinvest in the squad. So, yes, criticise the board for recruitment not being great over the summer. Praise them to the hills for this one because they've done us a, a massive service with signing those guys up. Yeah, I think we spent probably the first two years, the only two years of Ange Postacoglu's tenure at Celtic, uh, going on about the the quality of the recruitment. Um, And with hindsight, we're now looking back on that and we're looking at the first season being very, very good. And and the second season, I think uh, obviously the hit rate wasn't as high. How could it be? But you're looking at some of these players, Maeda and Kyogo, O'Reilly, Atati, I mean, these guys all came in in Angie's first season. They're, they really are key. You're protecting your assets. Of course you are. I don't want to think about any of the guys leaving, but you are protecting your assets. Um, and with regards to the value of um, Matt O'Reilly, for example, I think that the sky's the limit. Ian. He can he can do anything. He can go anywhere. I agree. I agree. Just just touching upon it before, is like the, the, th- the great thing about these, new, these, these contracts being signed as well, Brendan keeps talking about Unity, you know, and I think obviously he was apprehensive coming back. You can't have unity if you have a, you know, uh, Atty was talking about a little bit, you know, he looked like he was, his head was either not there or he was unhappy. And, uh, and that, you know, the, the, the old adage about one one bad apple, I'm not suggesting he's a bad apple, but it does, it, you can never have unity if you have that kind of uncertainty, you know, and a player in the dressing room. So hopefully now that can, that can underpin us moving forward in unity as a, as a, as a, as a team. Um, Matt O'Reilly, superb signing. I think I touched on that last time. What I do want to sort of point out as well, and I don't know if this is down to Mark Loyal or whether it was down to Ange or a combination of both. Succession planning. So, yeah. you know, it's like you know we, we we seem to have someone lined up as soon as you know when when Yakimakis was was away. O was already in the pipeline. You know, same as AJ. Um, so hopefully that continues. Hopefully it wasn't it wasn't Ange. It was more Mark Loyal's team that, that has that sort of uh, under control. Um, yeah. You're talking about unity. I always remember back always to remember Brendan's back. first time at the club and he spoke about the Holy Trinity of being the management, the players and the fans and he definitely got it. 
but what way to shatter it the way the way that he left and then we got built back up by Ange and, and I think we were getting back to that stage where there was that unity that you talk about Ian and then we, we suffered another setback and I think it's been a little bit slower in coming because of the nature in which Brennan left first time round but I was saying this the other day I think that you know, there's certain things you can do that starts to build that, that relationship back up with, with the fan base. Obviously, results and success results are, and the success are the main ones. Going to Ibrox and winning um, when you're under strength is, is massive. Um, helping out wee pitch invaders uh, at, at Livingston is another way of doing it. But then the, the but confidence then, that we've maybe had lost with the recruitment seems to have been built up again with these announcements. And I just think that, yeah, you're right. Kevin, some of the guys can maybe go under the radar, Ralston, Welsh, etc. And then some of the star players, the playmakers, the game changers, they're the guys that you remember. Yeah, they've signed the deals. But um, all in all, that is a core group. I'm going to run through the team, ask you what your thoughts are. Bain starts and goals due to the suspension of Joe Hart. Uh, Johnston, Lagerbielk, Scales and Taylor make up the back four with McGregor, O'Reilly and Hatsati. All three of those guys um, you know, commit in their futures to Celtic making up the midfield with Yang, Maida and Kyogo. So at the back then, uh, some people might say there was no question about the goalie. We asked the question anyway last week. Kev, I'll come to you first. Um, I probably gave the argument for playing Segrist. Others said, what, what is the point when Bain is clearly the backup? He's the Champions League goalkeeper as well that's been registered. Why would you play Segrist? My idea with that was, let's make sure all the goalkeepers have got game time basically, because Segrist has played two games in over a year now at Celtic. But Bain gets the gloves, and there's a, a comment coming through, not to be negative, but there is a comment coming through from Green Lichty. Bain gives me the fear, but hopefully the boys will get the job, the done. Get the job done. Is that unfair on Bain? No. <laughs> so he gives you the fear as well? <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. Um, and he always has, to a degree. See if you you go back to the is it the three two game at Ibrox where he plays and I think it's the game Simunovic gets sent off Edward gets yeah. the goal yep. Ben makes the save on the line in the last minute even that gave me the fear that he was going to bundle it into the net he's just not a keeper that exudes confidence in my opinion I think he's got he's got ability and he's got mm. like basic goalkeeping skills. But there's something not quite there, and I think it's um, I think it's concentration mentality just doesn't seem to have it for me. He's never going to be a number one keeper, and I think that's what gets me. That when he comes in, he's always coming in as number two. He's always coming in after such a long absence of being in the team. That it's it's kind of like being a centre forward that needs three or four games to get into his stride before he starts scoring. As a keeper, you don't get that, and I feel he's probably the kind of keeper that maybe does need that. So I do get a bit of the fear when he's in there. But that said, he did he did his job last week when he came on. I think I think he had too much to do. He dealt with most of it pretty well, apart from one incident where was it a kind of gets caught in the ball with a back pass or trying to play it out. But for me, he's the keeper that has to play today. I don't really see the the point in putting Segrist in for this game when you know that he's not in the Champions League squad. He is the third choice. So if Bain's your second choice, you, you have to have the faith in him that he can play one game and not mess it up royally. See, the thing with Bain as well, I don't want to go in studs up. Uh, I certainly don't want to be negative about any of the Celtic players. I think we're in a good vein of form. Great news on Hitati and O'Reilly 
to add to that, we're going into this game confident, but you know, with the the knowledge and the realization that we're up against a, a team that's very well drilled. Who, yeah, they've lost the last couple of games in the league, but since Kettlewell's come in, he's had a sixty percent win rate at Motherwell, which is excellent over a twenty-five game period. He's done really, really well as a manager. Um, talks really well. Seems really balanced himself. I think Bain Ian, if he was playing for any other club in Scotland, would would probably thrive. I think he does have the qualities, short-stopping qualities. He can play with the ball at his feet. But every so often, it just seems to be a lack of concentration. I remember one time um, in the pandemic season in Europe, there was a howler there. Last season, uh, Easter Road, there was a howler there. Listen, I've seen Boric with a howler at Easter Road. It can happen to the best of them. Um, but I think there comes a point, I, I totally take Kevin's view on the goalie situation, and obviously it's the right one, because Brendan's chosen him, so of course it's the right one. I was just a bit concerned about not having game time in Seagrest in case there was a crisis at some point in the Champions League. But being to get to the stage of his career and still be at Celtic and be trusted by the following managers, Neil Lennon, Brendan Rodgers, Ange Postecoglou, and Brendan Rodgers a second time, I mean, not one of them has got rid of him. He was he was actually handed a new deal last year. Kind of went under the radar. He's, he he must have something. Did you? I re, it reminds me of I was reading something before uh, Man City won the Champions League. Apparently, was it Scott Carson, reserve keeper or third goalkeeper? Apparently, yeah. he was the linchpin um, in terms of uh, inside the dressing room. He'd been there and done it, and he was he was that sort of glue that that bound. The team together backstage. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm-hmm. I think Bain has a similar a similar impact. I, th- I think you can sort of see that. You know, he seems like a good guy. I've seen, I keep saying, I said this in the last podcast, good guy, good guy. But he is. It's better than saying bad guy, bad guy, you know. Um, and it's like, and I think I think he has those. Um, he seems considerably short, shorter than the other two goalkeepers. So I don't know if they're like sort of 75 foot tall and Bain is like six foot five, just, or, or whether he is, is sort of my height and, and they are about six foot four. But I like him. I think he's, um, let's give him a chance. It, it's a terribly hard job to, to, to do as a goalkeeper, right? And to do it at Celtic, the pressure that comes with that, and to do it from the bench when you're not a starter, you do. I think you, you know you do need a few games, a run of games to get your your sea legs. Um, I liked him when he came in last time under Rogers. Um, he had a bit of a run. He, his first game he came in in a Glasgow derby, didn't he? Was that yeah. the first one? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think he's capable. Obviously, he wouldn't he wouldn't be the first choice if if Joe wasn't was was available. I'm interested with Seagrest though because when, when he was at Dundee United, he looked like a player. He did. Um, he really did, you know. Um, 
So I wonder what the obviously we don't see the trip. We're not we're not we're not privy to the training. Um, and again, it, they seem like they have a good rapport. I saw the the, the, the photo shoot the other day, and it seemed like a good, yeah. good rapport between the, the keepers and stuff. So who knows? The, the thing is, well, right, you've made a point there about Seagrass, and you're right. He was the best goalkeeper outside of Celtic Park in Scottish football when we signed him. And there was no complaints when we signed him. Scott Bain, as I've said earlier on, could probably really thrive for any other club in the league. It's just that he's not been playing games. Between them, last season, they played three games of football for Celtic. Uh, and so then, when they're thrown in, um, such as the nature of things, with regards to the goalkeeper position, every single mistake's going to be magnified, you know, and it's going to be focused on. So... I, I do. I, I'm really aware of the fact that I'm maybe being a wee bit harsh on Scott Bain at times. So I'm, I'm hoping that obviously it goes without any kind of um, issue today. And uh, hopefully, when he's called to make a save, we know that he can do it. Now, looking at the the back four, we were talking in the, the central defensive areas during the week about uh, Lagerbjelk being suspended for the game on Tuesday night. Why would you play him um, today? And obviously Phillips is fit because he's on the bench. Were you surprised that Phillips didn't start today, Kevin? Um, yes and no. Yes, with Lazio coming up in mind in midweek, um, you'd want to get as many minutes in him as you can and build up the partnership with Scales. So probably I'd have been looking for him to start and maybe play the first hour because I don't know how fit he is. If he's if he is just coming back from a like, another injury. Stoney throw him straight back in and risk him again. So with such a big game coming up in midweek. So I think he'll get minutes today. Um mm. I'd be very surprised if he does more surprised if he doesn't get minutes than with him not starting. Put it that way. But I would probably have started him, give him an hour, get Lagerbilka on for the final thirty to rest him up and also yeah. show the confidence and trust in him because long term, until we get everyone back from injuries, Lagerbilka and Skills is the partnership. So, ideally, you don't want to break it up until it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, you're right. And and by the way, apologies for my uh, background. It's a little bit different than you're used to. I'll be back on the, in the normal place at halftime for the halftime bulletin. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a scintillated performance by Celtic. Um, during the week, Ian, I said that you know it may well be that the team that starts against Lazio could be the team that finishes at Fir Park. Uh, and what I meant by that is Lagerbjelk, yeah, it's important to keep him playing because I do think that he's done pretty well. He, he wasn't, like you said, he wasn't brought in as a first pick. He was brought in to play second fiddle to Carter Vickers and uh, Novroski. He's been thrown in there and I think he's done particularly well. One wee blot in his uh, copybook being, of course, the sending off, I think. You know, there was a mistake against Rangers, but he was filled. <laughs> People going about the mistake, the guy was filled. So, you know, I'm not going to pull him over hot coals for that. Um, but I think it's important to get at least 45 minutes, if possible, if the game is going our way, uh, okay. with Scales yeah. and Phillips Ian at the centre of that defence. Yeah, I think I think the circumstances it's fast track their development. Um, yeah, Scales and Agbielka, um, which can only work to their advantage. Ultimately, luckily we have not we've not been losing games with the with the, with the sort of the patched up um, pairing. Um, you never know; they might end up. Being a long long term defensive partnership, um, you know. So, but I think you're right. I think I think um, um, Nat Phillips has to get on at some point because he's going to be playing. So I think if you can, if we, if, we, if we're comfortable after after uh, going at the second half, I think he'll probably get he'll probably get the second half. Um, but who knows? We can't really we can't really sort of um, guess what what Brendan is going to do. Um, 
yeah, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully it works out well, and we get we get some minutes in that Phillips's legs. Definitely, people going about his Champions League experience. I do think that's important. I really do because um, that that's why I was surprised. I think that Palma was thrown in against Feyenoord, uh, not only for his first start, but you know, in the Champions League. Uh, talk about a baptism of fire. By the way, I think that probably will bode well for him in in the future. To be fair, uh, he's not playing today, but uh, we'll be talking about who is playing in that position. Before we do that, though, the fullbacks, Kevin McCluskey, massive amount of focus on the fullbacks under Ange Postecoglou because he implemented a, a different shape uh, using the inverted fullbacks. And what he did is he tapped into a part of Greg Taylor's game that made him look like a far superior player than what we had seen previous. To that, he really did tap into his attributes. I think um, got off to a slow start this season, but he seems to be back to normal, back to his best. He does, and I don't think it's any coincidence that it's coincided with the return to playing that inverted role. Yeah, you know, it's definitely something that plays to his strengths. Taylor was always um, an average to good fullback up and down the line kind of fullback, but there's a strength in his game of being on the ball actually and coming in field and helping the midfield um, and the, the understated part of that is that, it, that then allows somebody like McGregor or Hatati or O'Reilly a bit more freedom to go and do what they're good at so absolutely he seems to be back on form, seems to have um, you know overcome that shaky start and it has mm-hmm. all down to being in that inverted role and it probably does help him as well that he's got Johnston on the other side because and I think I mention this quite often when I'm on, I just think he brings so much balance on that side and the commitment that he's got as well, like 100% going to every single tackle goes through the man after winning the ball as well, you know, so he's, he's cleaning the tackle, but he's solid. He lets the players know they're in a game and he's also a very good footballer when he's got the ball at his feet. Yeah. So yeah. having both of them in and on form makes a massive difference. And that probably then helps the two that's in the middle next to them as well because they get the confidence that their fullbacks are are quality players. So they can have a wee slip up and they know that someone's there to to help them out. So, yeah, fullbacks are always an understated role, I think, because it's seen as kind of just up and down the line. But the modern fullbacks are a lot more than that. And for us, they're, they're really key to how we play. Yeah, it's like you say, yeah. we can overload a midfield due to the two fullbacks being able to play with the ball at their feet. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I said for a long time, Ian, that we had an issue replacing Mikel Lustig when he left the club. And in actual fact, I wanted him to stay for another season. It was a bit like the Samaras thing. I just felt, we, you know, we could have got another season out of guys like that. And with Lustig, my, my, my main reason for it was the fact that he could also tuck in and play at centre-half like he did for Sweden. When he left, we went through a, a whole host, a succession of right-backs who I didn't think were great. Um, I mean, you could maybe say Frimpong out of all of those, but again, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I think he's better offensively um, than actually as a as a kind of traditional fullback. But there was loads of fullbacks that came through and then all of a sudden, we ended up with three at the club. Uh, one that was there all along in Tony Ralston, Juranovic, and this man, Johnson. But I'm going to go back to the Lustig thing because we fell in love with Lustig and it wasn't all about the football. It was the personality and the character. And we're seeing a lot of that with AJ as well, aren't we? We really are. We really are. Um, yeah, um, uh, last week there was... Uh, I, I, I didn't actually see it um, when Jerry said about the, cl- the crowd shouting out, you know, because we were always used to like, man on, man on, you know. But when the shout, crowd shouted from to leave it and then he, he applauded the crowd, you know. He applauded the crowd, you know. 
it's a throwback to the seventies, isn't it? You know, or eighties. You know that kind of that kind of interaction with the fans, which is brilliant. You know, and again, I just kept saying this in the last week as well. Good guy, far better to have a good guy than a than a than a not a good guy. You know, and it's like he he, he seems to get Celtic, um, and he is very lustig esque. I don't know whether he's going to look for a policeman's hat. Um, next time we score, you know, but you love that. These are the things we talk about, you know. These are the things that totally. we, the things that you, know, you, you daydream doing yourself, you know. If, you, if we are good enough to play for the team, you know. So we need characters, but you know, as you said before as well, some player, he's a he's a really good footballer. He backs it up. I think Celtic fans. I don't. I can't speak for any fan base, even Celtic fan base. I can only speak for myself. But uh, I don't know how other fans view players. But I think we've always really gravitated towards a player like Charlie Tully because he was cheeky Charlie and he had that personality about him. And then you come right through. We love uh, Jinky Johnson, not just for his his ability, but because he was this guy that, you know, anything could happen. And that was off the park as well. We move into, you know, the 80s with Charlie Nicholas. We love Charlie. We love Frank McAvenny. We love a character, Paddy McCourt. Um, and there's an element, there's a cult element to the likes of Lustig. And, and now Alistair Johnson seems to be that type of player as well. Um, so I think that when when we look at Johnson and we look at his ability, um, I think he can compound that with, with the appreciation that he gets from the fan base as well. Uh, midfield, Kevin, I think actually it's a strong, and I know people might say, you know, our defence was the strongest part of the team over the last two years. When I look at the midfield, what we are starting with today, the, those three men for me are your three midfielders every single week. It's been unfortunate for Hatati because of the injuries and also the, a bit of a loss of form maybe adapting to the new gaffer. I said the other day there, maybe I had more freedom under Ange to go and, and just be a, a footballer rather than trying to do the, the defensive side of it. Um, you know, cut through the defence, playmaker, game changer. And he's maybe getting elements of his game, uh, you know, focused on by Brendan Rodgers. Uh, but for me, looking at that midfield, that that's a strong, strong midfield. I'm looking forward to seeing the two new guys. And hopefully there's a bit of baggage getting lifted, a bit of weight getting lifted off the likes of Rio Atati's shoulders as well, Kev. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, signing a long-term deal is something that's going to shut everyone up. That said, you know that he was a disruptive influence and that he was working his ticket and trying to get out the door. So hopefully, it Where, does. where's all the body language experts this morning, Kev? <laughs> I don't know. They're all they've all crawled back under the rocks probably from when they came. Um, but yeah, everyone is so when they see that there's something negative going on, but. You know, the biggest body language that you've seen from Rio recently was when he lifted his right hand with his pen in his hand to sign that contract yesterday. You know, that's that's all I'm interested in. That's that's the positive movements there. Um, so, yeah, things like that must affect the players as well. Right? So they must hear all this nonsense that goes on from people that don't really know anything inside the club. So hopefully it does free him up to play a, a little bit better. Um, and be the player that we know he can be. And the only reason he hasn't really so far this season is his injuries. He picked up that injury against Aberdeen. It derailed the start of his season. He's working his way back. We know from last season it takes him a few games to get up to speed again. But, oh man, Atate on form is the best midfielder in Scotland, I think, as an attacking force. McGregor's the best number six in Scotland. And O'Reilly's probably the best number eight slash ten slash six, whatever you want him to be in Scotland. You know, he's an unbelievable talent. If all those three are fit, that midfield picks itself. And the beauty is you've got guys like Iwata, Home, 
Bernardo as well, who we've not seen much of, that mm. are waiting in the wings to come on if things don't go well or if we need to freshen it up. There's talent behind them as well. So Ian mentioned that before it's that progression or yeah, progression planning, I think is what you said. I can't remember, sorry. Um, but it is, if one of them drops out, there's actually a ready-made replacement there and the standard doesn't drop that much at the moment. So, no. yeah, it's a great midfield. And I'm if they're on form, it's a joy to watch them all play. And hopefully is. they are today. Yeah, Bernardo's not on the bench. Um, I don't know if there's an issue with, with fitness there or if it's just a, the fact that we don't need another midfielder on there. Seagrass, Phillips, Palmer, Turnbull, Holm, O, Tomoki, Forrest and Ralston on the bench. When you look at the fact that you've got Turnbull, Holm and also Awata who can play in the midfield, it's probably the reason that Bernardo's not on there. Not top, Yang, Maeda, Kyogo. Maeda... Um, coming in for loads and loads of praise this week. Kyogo, we know what Kyogo can do. The big question really, Ian, was who, who would play out right? And I understand why Brendan played with James Forrest um, at uh, Livingston last week. He knows the, the pitch. He knows what's required to get the result. Palma had started against Feyenoord. Yang has started games. Uh, we've had three right-wingers starting games since Abada has been injured. So I'm not sure if, if Rogers is unsure himself or if it's going to be a rotational situation where he just thinks that Yang... Is, is the best fit for this particular game. Um, I've been impressed with Yang from what I've seen of him, you know? Yeah, me too. He seems very raw, but you see, you see there's, a, there's, a, there's a talent there. Um, I haven't seen enough of him to sort of um, to make that real judgment call, so I'm looking forward to seeing him today. Um, whether it's rotation, I, 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 for me, it's a sense that he doesn't he doesn't quite know the absolute strongest start of living yet. You know, I think we're, we're starting to see the core, the spine of the team. You know, I think we've got that completed now. Um, you know, Brendan Rodgers check complete. I think that's that's going to be set in stone. Um, but yeah, the, in terms of the, 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 I think I think it's, a, I think it's a, an open suit yet. Yeah, people are yeah, people are themselves into the, the team permanently. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. The game has kicked off. I can see that Celtic are given uh, loads of space at the back to be playing that about. Motherwell seem to be sitting in at the moment. We're going to go and join the action. We'll be back at half-time. And uh, Scott Baines had his first touch of the ball as well uh, with his feet. We'll be back at half-time, hopefully, to talk about Celtic uh, performance here with a goal or two up. Uh, let's join the action. Thank you, everybody, for getting involved. And thank you to Ian Conroy and to Kevin McCluskey for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.